Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Restrictions apply. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. The water shoots up and then it looks like he's slobbering uh, down into the lake and that's the story behind it. It's really kind of cool. The sign says don't get on the hog. But that's something for the critics to talk about. Y'all can't even ask a question. Look at this. The first time ever. Wow. I mean, I was ready for the question. I don't think y'all were, though. I got a text from Quavo. Wait, a lot of people in this room probably don't know who Quavo is. You notice I noticed that World Peace got waived from the Lakers. He still got $7.7 million. Did y'all read that? <laughs> Such a, that's, and he's going to sign with the Knicks for probably another seven. Pretty good deal for World Peace. SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors broadcasting live from SEC Media Days here in Nashville. Got Joe Franklin back in the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a lot of fun already talking about everything going on with SEC football and just getting started here on this Monday. But we know a few teams have already gone today. Heard a little bit about LSU. No, Missouri's up and also Texas A&M, which we have a very special guest here joining us live from SEC Media Days. It is David Nuno from Tex-Ax, who does a great job covering all things Texas A&M. And David, really appreciate you joining us. Man. Thank you, you brother. I appreciate being here. It's, uh, it's one of those days. It gets easier and it gets harder, if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, today is like the first day of school. We're saying right. hi to our buddies we haven't seen in a while. But tomorrow, we, I think we do some of our best work. By the time Thursday comes, like, I just get me out of here. <laughs> I, just, I do not want to be here anymore. Yeah, it, it's like a, it's almost like a, a vacation that you take that you got to go for four days, but it's a three-day trip, yes. you know, so you're just dragging at the end. That's kind of what it is. But at least for media days here, it's in Nashville, which... Yep. It's pretty unique, and uh, I know I appreciate because it, it is a little bit closer for me in Arkansas. So, do you like it? The fact that it's going in different places, I love and being it. in different cities. Yeah, I, I actually liked Hoover. Uh, I did too. And Hoover's fine, but I don't mind mixing it up. Next year will be Dallas. That'll be great. I love Dallas. It's you know three hours for us, so that that'll be fantastic. But I like experiment, not experiment, experiencing new places in a different way. Like this is my first time ever to Nashville. I, I'm embarrassed. Really? To, yeah, embarrassed to say it, but yeah, first time to Nashville. Okay. Did they have direct flights from where you guys are at? Uh, I think they work? do, but I did. I came from Colorado, so oh. I left my family on vacation to be here. So it was like I drove them to Colorado. Bye, guys. Taking a flight to SEC Media Day. I'm gonna have more fun than you as you're having fun in the mountains and the uh, awesome weather. Yeah. And well, you get to get a sweet hotel to get to stay in. Yeah. So there's that, man. Yeah. Uh, which I know we we talked a little bit about it today on the show. Obviously with Texas A&M going today, this is a big year for them. And I know that you could say that about a lot of teams, but. Just what's the overall feeling for Aggie fans heading into this year? Because we know that this past year was not something that they want to see again. There's been some changes made, adding Bobby Petrino at USC. So just how is the overall mood heading into this year? I think there's two moods. It's the A&M wants to fight everybody mood, right? Because everybody (laughs) talks bad about our program. And it's also, prove it to me, right? Like, I'd see the talent. Now I need to see it work. Uh, I, I defend Jimbo in, in certain regards because the last two years have been abysmal and you can't have multiple bad years in the SEC. People lose their job. But people forget that he was building for a while, right? You know, he had a nine-win season his first year. Yes, we're in year six. It seems like so right. long ago. Yet, I think they should have been in the playoffs in 2020. They weren't. I understand why they weren't, but I think they should have been. People forget about the 9-1 year. Oh, it was a COVID year. Well, does it count for Bama? Does it count for the Lakers? Does it count for everybody else who won in the COVID year? So I look at that as like, all right. But since then... Too many injuries, too many problems with the offensive line, and you run out of excuses and good grace when that happens in multiple seasons. We've seen an 8-4 and four year, which was 
a season that could have won 10. Mm-hmm. They could have also only won 7, right? And then last year, yeah, you win five games. You probably were in every game but one against Mississippi State. You should have won. You could have lost to, to Arkansas, absolutely. Yeah. Um, people forget, though, for this Arkansas audit. Everyone's like, well, you A&M got lucky to win that game. Yeah, they did. But also, A&M missed a field goal in the last couple minutes of that game as well. So it just turned out to be the yeah. one that mattered. So, um, but, yeah, people want to see prove it to me. That's yeah. where they're at. Well, because it was funny that you brought up that game. That's the one that gets mentioned every time about last season of almost like that's when it kind of went sideways for Arkansas, mm-hmm. where they were you know this close to going nine and three or whatever. But as soon as KJ Jefferson tried to dive from the five yard line, and I mean, you could not ask for a worse outcome. It was about to be a blowout. It yeah. really was. His name's going to be a twenty-one nothing, right? Yeah. yeah. And then Tyreek Chappelle picks it up, hands it to Demani Richardson, and he goes house. Uh, and that. I don't want to say change the trajectory of the A&M season because they were horrible. Right. But it gave you hope. Maybe they shouldn't have had that hope because it turned out to be a 5-7 year, which you finished with hope by beating LSU. Right. Well, to me, that game for both Arkansas and Texas A&M, and I'm sure you have an opinion on it, but that is such a weird game. A&M has dominated it, let's just be honest. But yep. it's always been weird, close games. And this year, the timing of it and, and knowing what both teams are kind of going through and it, it seems like a pivotal game for both teams to where whoever wins that game, it could be uh, at least getting off to the right start, but also it could be the difference of either team having a much more improved year than what they did last year, too. Here's my thing, and I, I've, I've painted this picture of A&M for so long that I've kind of done a, a 180 on it. If they score another touchdown a game, which sounds like they should be able like 22 points a game is ridiculous in yeah, the SEC, bad. right? They scored another touchdown a game. They were probably 10-2 and two last year. I know you can't use that logic, to, but just follow me. For, that's how I kind of looked at it for a while. And I've changed because I'm like, you know what? Every team in the SEC, Alabama, LSU, everybody, Arkansas, they all played in these games that came down to the last three or four minutes, five minutes of a game. So my thing is, are you mature enough to win when it matters? A&M was not able to, in most cases last year, um, take out the, the Arkansas game. And that, to me, was they got hot at the right time. And they, and they just they got the momentum. As for the rest of the season, the, the Alabama game, they had it on the last play. Yeah. And a bad play call, but they had it. They had an opportunity there. Mississippi State kind of got out of hand. But other than that, Ole Miss, South Carolina, which also started off 17-0, they had a chance to win on the final possession in all of those games. Yeah, it was it was a weird year for them. And that's where this year is going to be interesting to see how it plays out, not only because it's a new year, but... Bobby Petrino, that angle, especially for us here in Arkansas, mm-hmm. we, we know Bobby very well. And it's been so interesting to see not only the hire, but everyone's like, how is that going to work out? How, you know, Bobby's not been an assistant coach in 20 years, and he's a very militant guy. And Jimbo knows that uh, he, he didn't think that anything was wrong with his offensive play calling, and so did he get forced to hire? There's just a lot of interesting things going into it. How do you feel it'll play out with Petrino being the new OC? Alright, so I'm going to defend Jimbo on the offense. Okay, go ahead. I think the offense sucked. Alright, so let's be honest. Okay. That being said, I agree with him it was about execution. That right. falls on the coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, if you don't block, you don't win. It's true. It's and a and didn't block. <laughs> yeah. Devon Achen, would we all agree, is a spectacular talent, right? He struggled to score a rush for over 50 yards against Sam Houston in week one. That gave you a sign of what kind of offensive line of issues that they were having going into the season. So I say all that is, yeah, Jim, the offense could get more creative. No doubt about it. People weren't really cre- uh, criticizing the offense in 2020 when they were blocking well. Right. So should you simplify it to where it doesn't matter that you have to have an elite offensive line? I'll give you that. Here's where I come with, with Bobby Petrino. Had he hired... A young, up-and-coming OC, a 25-year-old, 27-year-old stud. People would be saying the same thing, but differently. Is he going to allow this kid who's never done anything to call plays, right? Mm. You've got a guy that chose to take a step back, at least from a title, to be an offensive coordinator who has done it at the highest level. I think, so this is how I was with it when they had... When Billy first, Billy Lucci or, or, or co-owner said, I think they're going to hire Petrino, I'm like, I don't want that. Like, yeah. I was already had my mind on Garrett Riley or somebody to that. And then I started thinking, I'm like, I think that might work. And then I'm hearing scouts and I'm hearing other coaches like, it might really work. Like, they, they got to steal. So I don't necessarily go in optimistic until I'm proven to be optimistic. But Jimbo's had good relationships with his, with his assistant coaches in the past. It's because it's his baby and he seems to be so, like, set in his ways. I would like to see it not work before I'm going to predict it's not going to work. And I think Bobby Petrino might be the perfect person for him. And they might clash. And that's okay. 
I'm sure you've had a producer, I, I know I've had, that I don't always agree with, and that makes the best show. Like when, it, when I was doing television in Houston, my producer would go, we need to do more high school. I'd be like, I'm thinking about this. And then I'd probably side with him because he was right, and then the show would be better for it. I look at it, I hope there's a little disagreement, but I hope it, it all works out. Um, and um, Petrino's got too, mu- too many skins on the wall, regardless of what happened in his past. Right. I'm, I'm so past that. I'm, I'm sure you guys are as well. I was past that about five minutes after it happened because I still wish he was the coach. <laughs> That's how it was. But he yeah. was that good. Yeah. He, he was that good, yeah. yeah. So now we look at it with Petrino. Say it all works out. Say if it works great and everything's going the right direction for A&M, like what is the ceiling here? I mean, are they good enough and talented enough to win the SEC, play for a national championship? Just what's the overall viewpoint if it all works out? All right, let's play this game. Right. So when we when we talk about Alabama, there are a lot of questions at Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. You're not sure about the quarterback. You're, you don't know how they're going to replace Will Anderson, right? But what is the consistent thing is it's Nick Saban. And Nick Saban, right? But if, if you took away the name Nick Saban, people would be having a lot more questions. They had the questions, but they'd be a little bit louder about those questions about Alabama. A&M, they have to prove it. Yeah. I think they're a 9-10 to 10 win season is certainly possible. Can they go undefeated? No. I, I mean, can, sure. Can they, they, they have the... Of everybody in the SEC, they have enough talent to compete with Georgia and to compete with Alabama. They also have the brain farts in the past to lose to an Appalachian State. So I think they're a nine-win-ish team. How do you get to those nine? And a nine-win team that looks on paper could be an eight-win team, could be a ten-win team. And that's why I put them right around nine, because I could see them, I think you said it well, that, that month of September where they've got to take on Miami, Auburn, and Arkansas. That, to me, will determine what kind of year that they have. I used to think it was the final part of the season. I'm I'm starting to think that beginning part will set them up, because if they can get more wins, as many wins as they had last year, by the time you get to the middle of October, I think you're, you're setting yourself up for a 9-10 win season. Speaking with David Nuno of Texags here live from SEC Media Days. So here's the other question, David. I, I find it fascinating to see the reactions from everybody from different teams and walks of life with Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference. And a lot of people that maybe are more on the eastern side, they're kind of like, hey, you know, it's cool, whatever, Texas, Oklahoma, hey, more the merrier. Arkansas fans don't have a whole lot of love for Texas, and I know for a fact that A&M definitely yep. doesn't have any love for Texas. So how has been the reception of that, knowing that Texas is going to be in the conference, they're going to be a part of the SEC again, that some A&M fans are excited to play them once again, or is it something that they wish that they both weren't? Okay, both, so right. a little bit of both? Yeah, I mean, look, when it first came out, I didn't want it. Like, I liked having that recruiting advantage. I'm sure Arkansas liked having that recruiting yeah. advantage over Texas, right? Yeah. There was something to it. Since then, I'm like, all right, they're going to join the conference. What I, what I don't like about it is anytime something happens positive, like today, they announced that the SEC Media Days is going to be in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Texas fans are all in our mentions telling us it's because Texas is in the SEC. As opposed to conventional thinking, the SEC has changed their philosophy, and it was going to end up in Texas anyway. And Dallas makes the most sense because, hello, Arkansas is close. Baton Rouge is not too far. You got Dallas. You got Houston. You got College Station. Like it, it all makes too much sense. That's the part I don't like about it—the arrogance. Um, but what program doesn't have a little bit of arrogance when it goes their way? That part I can do without. Uh, but I'm ready to start playing them. I do think the last 10, 15 years, even if you would say A&M has not been that good, they've had better seasons than Texas, in my opinion. And uh, I think Texas and Oklahoma are about to find out that you can have all the talent in the world, but it's one thing to, we- to win week in and week out in the SEC. You can get by a TCU here and there. You can get by Kansas State. But when you got it, when the teams that you're not even – Auburn might be the worst team in the division. That tells you what kind of, uh, kind of league you're coming into. So, that being said, something I've thought about with Texas and Texas A&M, that rivalry, knowing that it's an end-of-season thing, it always has been, do you see it moving back to that? And if so, what happens with that Texas A&M-LSU thing that's been at the end of the year? Does LSU then play some other team at the end of the year? And just like, and who would they play? I feel like that's going to be an interesting to see how that rivalry week is handled. I think it'll depend a lot on if they go to nine games or not, right? If, if it goes to eight games, I think... Uh, Commissioner Sankey kind of alluded to the fact that some of these will not be every year. In fact, he was in Houston, I believe, yesterday talking about how if if they don't get to the nine-game SEC schedule, then some of these rivalries will not be every year. They'll be every other year. I do think you keep it Thanksgiving uh, or around Thanksgiving, the, the Friday after. Uh, and then the the LSU game will be the, the one I think would be in question, but 
I think I got to think they're going to get to nine games here in the next year or two. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think with like the game in Arlington with Arkansas and A and M, that's going away in 2024, yep. the final year. I think I, I, from A and M fans I've talked to, it seems like they're pretty happy about that game going to a home and home. Yeah, kind of tired of that. I, I like going to Dallas. I like the idea of going to Dallas. But I, I miss Kyle Field, and I miss I, I I've never been to Fayetteville, you know. Like yeah. so, for those who don't know, I did television for the last ten years. A and M's my alma mater, but I didn't get to cover the SEC like I get to do now. And I want to experience every atmosphere. And I've been told nothing but amazing things about going to Arkansas. I want to experience it, uh, and I want you all to experience Kyle Field more. Often. Yeah, I've never been. I, I've I've never been to College Days. I'm trying to you know mark all of them off of my yeah. list, and uh, this because I guess Arkansas and A and M have only played in College Station twice. And one of them was the COVID 2020, yeah. And the uh, other one was when, I guess, when they first joined the conference, they did the home and home and Manziel, or 2012. Yeah, because Arkansas went down there and Manziel uh, did he, some things. He put one on him, yeah. Yeah, put some, did some things and then came up to Fable. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that'd be great. And uh, hopefully it gets back to that point. And I just, I'm curious, though, because with Jerry Jones, he's going to want his Razorbacks in that, in that stadium somehow. I just don't know who they're going to play. Yeah, and I'll tell you, from an A&M perspective, it, we don't love the idea of Arkansas having that kind of homish game, you right. know, like because it does allow a, lo- a lot of recruiting, right? Of so, um, from an A and M perspective, I'm like get them out of the state, right? <laughs> you get, have your game in Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it's whenever A and M comes, it's always a big deal because there's a lot of history between those two programs yeah. too, from the Southwest Conference days and uh, knowing the, uh, the the back and forth that they have. I know, it, of course, A and M is about Texas, and but I've always felt like there's an underrated. Rivalry, if you will, between Arkansas and A&M, just because of how many times they played each other in sure. their history. Yeah, and I do want to say this about KJ. Uh, a couple years ago, I was not a believer. Mm. Then I became a believer last year, and now I think he is the truth. My question, though, is how's that offensive line going to look? Because they made him look. He made them look spectacular at times, but they made him as well. They kept them clean for the most part. So I, I'm curious with a different offensive line. How they look, but again, you got Sam Pittman, who knows how to recruit and coach that position better than anybody. Yeah, that, I think that's where people are going to feel good about it. And Arkansas is just hey, well, as long as you got Sam Pittman, you know, the offensive line is at least going to be decent. You know, yeah. that's kind of what the the vibes that they go for. But uh, yeah, this one's a, this one's going to be an interesting for many teams. But Arkansas is also one of those teams. And, and again, that's why I feel like in that game in Arlington, it's going to be interesting for both teams to see what path they decide to go on, depending on the result of that game too. Yeah, it's it's it's. And it's still far away, but this makes it feel like it's not that far. I know, I know. It's, it's just like it's going to be here before we know it, just in a couple of months, and it's going to be awesome. But hey, David, we really appreciate you joining us, man. I know Thank that you, uh, you got a lot going on over there with Texas. You guys are doing great work. And uh, tell Lucci I said what's up, man. Every time I see him, he gets well better dressed. I feel like every time I well, see him out there. When you're a billionaire like Billy Lucci, right? I mean, with the <laughs> money he's making, he could spit on all you guys and not well, even think he does. It. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. But he does. So, man, we appreciate it though. Enjoy the rest of SEC Media Day. Man, and uh, we'll be around, all right? Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. All right, appreciate you. Again, that was David Nuno of Tex Ags talking some Aggies. And as we know, with all the cool stuff that they got going on, uh, it's always a lot of fun to, to talk about that game in particular. Because let's be honest, uh, there's always some, uh, some fun things that happen in that game. Not always for Arkansas's benefit, but still. Sometimes uh, you can have some fun with it, too, especially in Arlington, which I'm glad that they're going to be uh, finally getting that game out of there. It needs to it needs to leave. I think everybody understands it's leaving. And I also believe that uh, with Arkansas and the season that they have, that game is going to be the key. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, though, Greg McElroy will be joining us of the SEC Network. So looking forward to catching up with him. And we'll keep it moving on out of bounds. So stay with us. The Out of Bounds Hotline is presented by Jones & Son Diamond & Bridal Fine Jewelry. At Jones & Son Diamond & Bridal Fine Jewelry, they get their diamonds at the exact same place as the large national online retailers. But you pay less at Jones & Son. They have the quality selection and experience to make your jewelry shopping and purchase the way it should be. This is 
Sports Center. Carlos Alcaraz is a Wimbledon champion after beating Novak Djokovic in five sets on Sunday. Djokovic had won four straight Wimbledons. Alcaraz, at just 20 years old, already has two Grand Slams as he won the U.S. Open last year. The Arkansas Travelers won their three-game homestand versus the Corpus Christi Hooks, winning Friday night's game 12-4, Saturday 2-0, and then dropping Sunday's game 10-4. They'll be back in action again tomorrow as they travel to Springfield to take on the Cardinals for a six-game series. And SEC Media Days begins today. Stay tuned to the buzz for all your updates. Today, Commissioner Greg Sankey, LSU, Texas A&M, and Missouri will take the stage. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Have something to say to 1037 The Buzz? Say it all on the Asher Record and Recovery Y-Fan Feedback. Comment your suggestions, ask your questions, and tell your opinions. All on the Asher Record and Recovery Y-Fan Feedback. Ask for Asher. Your new neighborhood car wash in Bryant is now open on Reynolds Road. Now a second splash car wash. Always drive clean with unlimited washes for only 10 bucks your first month. Nothing beats that clean car feeling. The new splash car wash, 2116 North Reynolds Road in Bryant. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Double B's is a locally owned business serving Arkansans for over 50 years. Unlike chain retailers, Double B's keeps more money in our local economies, making our Arkansas communities stronger. International companies buying up Arkansas businesses know or care nothing about Arkansas. And the decisions they make in distant boardrooms will not reflect the concerns of Arkansans. Double B's employs local workers at good wages and serves primarily local consumers. Local, not global. Arkansans, not Canadians. Make a statement to support the natural state by supporting Double B's, an Arkansas company serving Arkansans. We stand for Arkansas because we live in Arkansas. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Join Delta Waterfowl for the Duck Hunters Expo July 28th through the 30th at the Little Rock State House Convention Center. Three action-packed days of exciting demonstrations, seminars, and vendors. Find out more information at DeltaWaterfowlExpo.com. Don't miss it. Step up your lunch game at Twin Peaks. They have light yet hearty combos starting at just $7.99. Featuring savory soups, crisp salads, and a variety of sandwiches to satisfy your every craving. Enjoy your next lunch break with Twin Peaks. Alzheimer's disease affects over 6 million Americans. While there is no cure, there are steps you can take to reduce your risk and improve brain health. Steps include regular exercise, eating a healthy diet, staying socially engaged, and challenging your brain with new activities. If you or a loved one are experiencing memory loss or other symptoms of Alzheimer's, seek medical attention right away. Join us in the fight against Alzheimer's. Learn more at healthyar.info forward slash bold. A message from the Arkansas Department of Health. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. Coming up Tuesday in the Zone, we'll talk a lot about SEC football. It's day two of SEC Media Days. We will head live to Nashville to get the very latest. Plus, the Zone is live in Conway for the Women's All-Pro Tour. We'll tell you all about this women's golf tournament in Conway. Plus, Pat Bradley joins us and Eli Craner. The former football coach turned author. Join us for The Zone. It's where sports and entertainment come crashing together. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Coach, I asked you what the host of this party was going to be serving up today. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. On 1037 The Buzz. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. Sure can be a friend of mine. Well, I keep on thinking about you, Sister Golden. 
the SEC Network, former Alabama quarterback. And, Greg, it's good to see you once again, man. How's everything going? Good to see you all. How are you guys doing? Y'all doing all right? Hey, we're doing great. We're doing great. And uh, I'm I'm curious because I was thinking back to when my first media days about 10 years ago. I remember the SEC Network introduction. Right. And and, uh, you were kind of part of that whole launch. And here you are still to this day hanging out and still doing the same thing. It's kind of crazy that um, my wife and I were actually just talking about this uh, probably like within the last couple months. And just thinking about where we were at 25, like finishing up the NFL, trying to decide if we're still going to play or are we going to go do this stinking TV thing, <laughs> like go join the dark side. And uh, we weren't married at the time, but she's like, you, you know, I mean, how much more NFL can you get? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> A lot, yeah. right? And, and sure enough, she's like, ah, maybe not. Like, maybe you should think about doing this because you'll probably do this for a lot longer um been the best decision i ever made and and i can't believe the success of the sec network um and then now advancing to to abc and espn i've just been very very fortunate and life's about timing and opportunity and and both presented itself at the perfect time for me well i'm curious because since you brought that up obviously you think great about anything you get into and you're always going to have be optimistic but would you have dreamed that when you took on this job that this is where it would be in 10 years that this is how big of a deal it would be um full disclosure no because at that point you know i didn't know anything about tv i didn't know anything about media um i watched the 6 p.m sports center every night of my life and watched the 11 o'clock sports center pretty much every night of my life that was the extent of what i knew about sports media um so i enjoyed being on television some uh, but I can't say that it was really where I saw the world going I'm like honestly I I wouldn't watch the SEC network that was my thought I'm like why would anybody watch that I I just I don't watch the Big Ten network and it was in existence at that point I mean why wouldn't you just watch ESPN and, and just get all your information there and then I realized in this world we're going more and more niche whether it be podcasts, whether it be local radio, which I think is is coming back in a really strong way, and then because of television now too, and the success not just of the football, right? Like I like all sports. I watch softball religiously in the spring. I never knew where to watch it. Now I know I can watch it on the SEC Network. We watch gymnastics on Friday nights in the winter. We watch uh, baseball religiously throughout the course of the season too. So the SEC Network's just a remarkable success story. But I think it speaks to our footprint as a league and just the the people will only watch SEC Network. They they won't turn on ESPN. They won't turn on Big Ten Network because they're an SEC fan and they identify solely as an SEC fan. That's the type of brand loyalty we have in our league. So I, I guess I was just dumb and naive and I didn't realize the success that would ultimately come from it. But uh, I certainly short-sighted it, but here we are 10 years later, and, and I think we're as strong as we've ever been. Yeah, and I know the team uh, we cover with Arkansas the past 10 years haven't exactly been the, their finest decade, but you know th- this this upcoming season, we've talked a little bit about Arkansas itself and the Sam Pittman and knowing K.J. Jefferson's back. It's, it, it's a big year for them, just like other teams, but I'm curious to what you think about the Razorbacks heading into this year because fans, they expect more than last season. Will they get more than last season? Well, I'm, I'm from Dallas-Fort Worth, so basically all of my friends went to Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was, I don't know if it's still going on, but at that time, that was in-state tuition. All my buddies wanted to go SEC, so they all went to Arkansas. Yeah, they just stopped uh, that this year, by the they? way. It's the final year, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Well, go now. Yeah, uh, exactly. Go now if you can. No. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's, it's really a... It's a really interesting story because we've had them a couple times the last couple years. Had them last year against LSU, and of course that was some weirdly unbelievable defensive performance. Uh, Also had them against Texas A&M last year, and I mean, I don't think you can possibly give a game away more than they gave that game away. Um, Then we had them a couple years ago when they played against Texas, and it was just like, goodness gracious, alive. Like, this is... (laughs) Arkansas is a problem, and not just for Texas that day, but for anyone that they face... I just want to see them be consistent. And, and I, honestly, it's as much quarter to quarter, half to half, as it is game to game. Because the Texas A&M game is a perfect example. Absolute gangbusters for the first two quarters. K.J. fumbles and the team folds. And I don't really understand why that is. Now, the secondary is a massive issue uh, and has been for a couple of years. They have way too many, uh, at least last year, they had way too many 
less than favorable matchups there in the perimeter. And when you lose Catalan, you have some injuries. I mean, it's going to happen. It is what it is. But they just can't be that thin. Um, I also think, too, offensively, I know they can run the football. I feel really, really good about the transfer tight end from uh, from North Texas. I think he's got a chance to be a complete dude. But there are some question marks as far as the other weapons and what's the pecking order going to be. So uh, I think Arkansas is going to be a really dangerous team. But I feel like I've been saying that for a couple years now. Like I want, I want them to no longer be a dangerous team and to go and translate into becoming a contender. And I don't know what's missing there. Probably consistency on defense, but that that's a tough thing to find in this league when you're facing some of the offenses that you are. Well, your quarterback, KJ Jefferson, we know what he is going to be capable of this year, especially with Danny and us, a new offensive coordinator. Do you think he's the best quarterback in the SEC, or what do you need to see from him this year to give him that title? I wouldn't have him at number one. I, I think he's in the conversation as far as God-given ability, right? He has, um, But God-given ability, we have to separate sometimes we have to separate talent from production. The production's very good. And statistically speaking, it's it's outstanding. But there are still performances. And you can tell me, well, he shouldn't have played against Liberty last year, right? Or, you know, he shouldn't have done that, whatever it may be. And there were examples last year where he just didn't have his best stuff. And you saw that a little bit the year before, too. For instance, the first game of the year against Rice. First half was like, goodness gracious, alive. Second half, it was unbelievable. And then the Texas game, the whole game was unbelievable. So I do think he is a young man that sometimes has a little bit too much of a roller coaster for being this far along in his career. I need predictable, consistent play from him. And even if it's not his best stuff every week, that's okay. Like, Just give me your 90 percentile of what you're capable of being every week, and you'll be in great shape. Because if I can predict what I'm going to get from my quarterback, then I can game plan around him. Uh, I still think that there's a lot of room for growth as far as his accuracy is concerned, but I also think that that is something that comes with confidence. And uh, I do think he's a young man that at times has some ups and downs, and his confidence from from time to time does waver. Uh, But I love him. I think he's a great story. Uh, and, And, man, if I could have anyone's ability in the league, he'd be a tough one to pass up. Last one before I let you get out of here. Uh, I know that uh, Arkansas had some pretty sad news just a few weeks ago. Ryan Mallett in the passing, yeah. a guy that uh, you man. played against and you know was around your same age. And uh, I saw, of course, what you posted up on social media about him. Just what do you remember though about Ryan and, and, and maybe some conversations that you guys had? I'm not oh, sure man. how close you were, but yeah, he was. Uh, he's a guy with a big personality for sure. It hurt a lot, man, because like I've known Ryan since we were 15. Um, you know, he was at Texoma. I'm from South Lake Carroll. And I was MC. He was MA. So we would always, in every quarterback camp, would be right behind each other. So we just developed the rapport. And I was always like, damn, dude, why do I have to throw behind Ryan? <laughs> like, can't he, like, go after me? Because, I, I mean, following that's a tough, it's a tough act to follow. So we hit it off pretty close. And um, obviously competing in high school, Elite 11, uh, those things were good experiences in getting to know him. But then going to Manning Camp, spending time with him at Manning Camp socially, that was really more of a social setting. Yeah, we worked out, but Manning Camp, you know, for those that have been, know it's it's really more about having fun with guys that not many people play college football. Not many people are starters in, in the SEC. So you're really with 30 guys that really only know what you're going through. So we really hit it off there. That's where we became really close. Um, and then we actually worked to, worked out together quite a bit in Dallas. And I remember the last time we spent some time together was on Memorial Day. We rented a boat. We tied up next to each other at Lake Louisville in Dallas. And uh, I haven't seen him since, man. And I'm, I'm just I'm really heartbroken about about what transpired. It's just it's such a bummer because I know he, he you know he had had his fair share of, of bad decisions that he made, and, and he certainly atoned for that. But man, he really felt like he had found his calling in high school football. And, and just to see his life cut short is just heartbreaking for all of us that, that knows he, he went through some challenges and, and now has come out the other way looking forward to you know, cultivating a special life for himself and for the guys he was coaching with and against and for. Um, so I was heartbroken about it, and it still kind of hurts, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it's going to take some time for me to probably get over that one. Yeah, well, it hurts for a lot, a lot of people, but man, it's he's, everyone remembers the great times that uh, he great gave dude. Arkansas. Yeah, and Honestly, 
honestly, one, like, he's one of those guys, too. He was so freaking funny without trying to be <laughs> yeah, funny. I know, man. He's it's a like, <laughs> he's, such a, he's so funny, man. So he would always, like, would be really tense and intense, and, like, we'd all be throwing and competing, and he'd, like, crack a joke and be like, <laughs> Ryan, what did, what did you just say? <laughs> like, he was just an all-time great man. So yeah. I'm going to miss him. Miss him as a competitor. Miss him as a player. I know Razorback Nation's morning, and we are too with you. I, I can promise you that. Well, Greg, we really appreciate you joining us, man. So Enjoy thank the you rest guys. of SEC appreciate Media too. Thank All you, guys. Right, we'll see you around. Again, that was Greg McElroy of the SEC Network. Uh, joining us here live from SEC Media Days. And yeah, that's something that uh, a lot of people will forget at times, that uh, you know, Greg and Ryan matched up against each other a couple of times. And uh, for those of you that I know remember, the game in Fayetteville in 2010 with uh, Arkansas and Alabama, you know, the Ronnie Wingo wheel route and, and all of that, uh, you know, Greg was on that team that just won a national championship, had a Heisman Trophy winner with Mark Ingram, and uh, you know Julio Jones was on that team. Just it, it was not only just a, a great matchup in general, but just a great quarterback matchup. So it was really cool to hear uh, Greg talk about Ryan, and uh, you know we know how we feel about him in the state of Arkansas, Joe. We know we talked a lot about, it, but when you hear that from a, a former quarterback and a guy that he went up against, not only apparently in college but in high school too, uh, it just shows you that uh, his impact really uh, transcended a, a lot of different areas besides just the state of Arkansas. Yeah, on every level, too. We're talking about, he was talking about high school and uh, college, and then, of course, we heard from some of the players he played with in the NFL. So his talent was there from the beginning, it, and every time you go to the next level, you have an adjustment period. But for Ryan, it was it was easy because the talent was there. He knew the game inside and out, and he knew it from the mindset he knew that part of the game also so he had easy adjustments every time he moved up a level just because he was just so embedded into the game of football altogether yeah i mean it was one thing to watch him but to talk to him about football you saw exactly how educated he was and how sharp he was in the game of football so he's hearing that from another former quarterback like greg mcelroy uh, was a really cool thing. So we appreciate him coming on and appreciate him uh, sharing us uh, some thoughts about uh, Ryan uh, and his passing. Uh, we got a few minutes before we take our final commercial break. Uh, and I know uh, on the Asher Record Life fan feedback, this comes from Jacob. He says, every time we hear about a lot of questions at Bama or questions at quarterback at Bama, they end up with a better quarterback than the one they had the year before and end up playing for a national championship. Don't know if that's happening giving... this time around, though. Uh, see, I don't, I don't think so either. Uh, he says, can we stop giving Saban something to be mad about? Bama is going to be Bama. We need to worry about building lines on both sides and depth. That's true, though. You, you have to worry about your own team and not necessarily what other teams are doing, but Bama has been the standard for a long time, and so... You, you think about when they do have to replace certain players, how they're going to go about doing it, and especially in this sense having the guy that was the number one overall pick in Bryce Young, that does seem like that's going to be a, a big spot to fill. And we saw when he was out due to injury last season, just like when K.J. Jefferson was out for the Razorbacks, we saw that there was some drop-off there. And so if you're talking about one of those guys stepping in or even Bama brought in a quarterback from the transfer portal there's a lot of unknown with their quarterback position yeah it's it's uncertainty and I don't think it's about Saban being mad or that people are doubting Alabama per se it's just this is a reality and in fact I don't can't remember the last time that they weren't picked to win the SEC West it feels like every year it's been the case but won't surprise me at all if LSU's the hot pick this time around and a lot of it has to do with not only the quarterback situation but just uh, the team itself where they're not the dominating Alabama of old. Still really good. Still a team that's going to be tough to beat, especially if you're a team like Arkansas. But to just see them as, oh, well, they're going to go 12-0 and and uh, that'll be it. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case this year. But we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, on Wednesday on Alabama Day. But we'll take our final commercial break. When we come back, we'll close up shop with three and out, get some headlines, storylines, things we didn't get into, and we'll get you ready for Drive Time Sports, all live from SEC Media Days here in Nashville. Stay with us.
What's up, y'all? Clint Sterner here. Look, when it comes to health, there are numbers every man simply needs to know, including our testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick. They make it easy to get your levels checked. And it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know results in about 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive, and can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hey, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, that's it. The pesky sound of a mosquito in your ear. Thankfully, Mosquito Joe has been Arkansas's expert for mosquito control nearly a decade. Mosquito Joe has seen it all. From large properties on lakes and ponds to small yards in the middle of town, Mosquito Joe knows just the trick to rid your property of that annoying sound. Call 501-508-2528 or visit arkansas.mosquitojoe.com for a free quote. Mention the buzz and you get your first service for just $39. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's the layback Sunday afternoon, you wish from Bluebell Monster Cookie Dough Ice Cream. Creamy vanilla ice cream, peanut butter monster cookie dough, brown sugar, candy-coated chocolate, and dark chocolate flavor chunks. But tastes so good, you'll need a bigger bowl. The good old days are being Bluebell ice cream at all Mad Butcher grocery stores and all Piggly Wiggly stores. The Women's All-Pro Golf Tour is coming to Centennial Valley Country Club in Conway July 18th through the 22nd. And 103.7 The Buzz will be there. The Zone is broadcasting live this Tuesday. Go to WAPT.golf for more. WAPT.golf. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. 
Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. All right, time for three and outs. But before we get into that, folks, got to tell you that there is sure a lot of talk about artificial intelligence taking over everything. We've talked about that in three and out many times. But one thing is for certain that you're never going to need AI to find the best deals on a brand new Chevrolet truck with Guatney Chevrolet. And they haven't been in business for 60 plus years by accident. And right now they're offering up to $7,000 off on brand new 2023 Silverados coupled with a low rate of just 1.9%. 2023 Equinox also available at just 1.9%. Now about this. No payments for the rest of the summer. That's right. No payments the rest of the summer. And if you're coming in from in, from Little Rock, you can avoid any traffic and construction by taking the Main Street exit in Jacksonville right off Main, then left on Bailey to Guatney's front door, and they'll greet you with a smile and get you taken care of in the best way possible. You're not going to get these deals anywhere else, folks. So go and see the best and greatest car dealership in the state of Arkansas. It's Guatney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. You can also shop them online at GuatneyChevrolet.com. No matter what it is for your vehicular needs, check them out at Guatney Chevrolet. A uh, few things, though, that uh, we're going to bring up here in 3 and Out. Some news that happened, and Joe, I know you probably saw this as well, where uh, there will be no deal between Saquon Barkley and the Giants prior to the deadline, and it's the $10.1 million tag, or sit out for the season, and he even tweeted out, it is what it is, with his reaction. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, the deadline has already hit, because it was 3 o'clock Central, and for Eastern, so we're already past the deadline. So uh, not only Saquon, but Josh Jacobs is another one of those players that he probably is looking to sit out if a deal didn't get done. LeBron is going back to number 23. Now, he was wearing six the last few years. Bill Russell's number six, after he passed away, was retired league-wide, but all players that were wearing number six then they were grandfathered in and they could wear it until the end of their careers but LeBron decided to give up six and it's going to be retired for uh, the Lakers organization just like every other organization he's going to go back to 23 okay so just to clarify has he been the only team that he has not been a different number with was Cleveland like that, that whole time he was number 23 there right yes. but in Miami yep. did he go to 23 or does he just 6 the whole time in Miami he was 6 the whole time in Miami Okay, that was okay. when he changed so, that was when he went to 6 that's right Okay, so I, I'm trying to put it all together now it's hard to keep up but yeah it'll be a, it'll be a little different look for LeBron at least on his jersey that's for sure uh, so in other news too, I am so happy for this guy because it is so cool. It's such an honor. Trust me, believe me. As someone who spent seven and a half years in college myself, I always give a lot of kudos to this. Like NC State transfer wide receiver Bradley Rosner, he's going to have a big season this year. You know why? Because he is beginning his eighth year of college football. He's six foot five. He averaged nearly twenty yards a reception last year, and he is committed to NC State. And how did he get to year eight, you ask? Well, he began his career at junior college. Then, after moving to Rice, he was granted an extra year prior to the 2020 season, giving him two years extra at this point. Of course, 2020 didn't count against anyone's eligibility, which he sat out the year anyway. Then he missed nearly evolved 2021 with injury, and so he only got around to using one of those final years of eligibility in 2022. Thus, he will be going for an eighth year in college. Shout out to you, my man. It's one thing to go for four years, but to double that time, stay in college, and still play college football, that is an award that you deserve. And I can't wait to see what he does this year as a 25, 26-year-old dude in college. Pretty, pretty cool. Joel Embiid, he's a guy that he, he's been MVP of the NBA. He was MVP this past season. And uh, the Sixers, they're in line and trying to put things together to win a championship. Joel Embiid says he wants to win a championship, whether it's in Philly or out of Philly. So he said his goal is... To win a championship, he'd love to do it in Philly, but if it takes being with a different organization to get it done, his ultimate goal is to get it done. So he just wants to win a championship no matter where it is. He'd love for it to be in Philly where he currently is, but said if it takes moving on, then that's what it takes. So we know that Shannon Sharp moved on from the show Undisputed. 
And it's been in lull of who's going to take over to co-host alongside Skip Bayless, the ever-controversial Skip Bayless. Uh, there's been some names been thrown around, but this is according to the New York Post that one name that is in the running, legitimately in the running, to co-host Undisputed is Richard Sherman. Now, I know, I know everybody knows Richard Sherman and some of his great quotes, but people may forget, and if you have, just look it up on, uh, on YouTube of the time when Richard Sherman was playing and told Skip Bayless to his face, <laughs> at least on that show, he says, I am better at life than you. So already with some history between these two, I think that would be a great move if they decided to put him there, Richard Sherman there, because I think he'd be good at you know obviously mixing it up with Skip. But the fact that they have some history there, and because of that remark, uh, would make it pretty fascinating, and I think it'd be a great move, especially if it happens. That's how it all came about. That's how his name even surfaces mm-hmm. from the start. Brad Calipari, son of John Calipari, has joined Vandy Basketball and joined their staff with Jerry Stackhouse and the rest of the staff there. Brad is uh, joining as an on-court player in on-court player development. He most recently had a role of director of player development for Long Island University. And Coach Stackhouse says about him is, Brad is a talented young coach who has worked hard to prepare himself for this opportunity. He's knowledgeable, high energy, and a strong communicator. We're very excited about his ability to add value to our student-athletes and within our coaching staff. So Brad Calipari, coaching for Vandy. So they're going to be playing against Kentucky, of course, and uh, he'll see his dad on the other side. Sure, that'll be a storyline, no question. Uh, so we talked a little bit on three, during 3 and Out about some of the issues that are going on with the Disney company and the corporation and some of the, the movies and films that they're scaling back on and everything. Well, uh, more and more reports are coming out just as far as their spending and everything. We know with MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's been a very lucrative deal, but apparently Disney spent a combined $437 million just on the season, one season of She-Hulk and one season of Secret Invasion. You know what? I think I'm starting to put two and two together of why they're having so many financial issues when you're spending nearly half a billion dollars on two shows that were either awful or that no one watched. It's amazing how that works out. But uh, with their scaling back, if they're spending that much money on those shows, they got bigger problems they know what to do with. So hopefully their scaling back means providing better content. But spending that much money on those shows is criminal. Some news from SEC Media Days. Greg Sankey, commissioner, says that only Congress can sort out NIL issues. He says the reality is Congress can fully address the challenges. The NCAA cannot fix these issues. So once again, it goes back to something that needs to be federally mandated. And he said that's up to Congress. It's not the NCAA that can fix certain issues where everybody is on the same playing field and it's not something that changes state to state well appreciate everybody listening in to out of bounds today for joe franklin i am john neighbor same sports show same sports channel tomorrow afternoon live from sec media days everybody we appreciate it but stay tuned because we got drive time sports coming up next Real people are getting real and lasting pain relief at QC Kinetics. Who would have thought that I would be in better shape now than after I got out of the Marines at 22? It's great to be active again. I've played 36 holes multiple days in a row without pain. Everything is great. Are you tired of living with chronic joint pain? QC Kinetics uses cutting-edge regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged tissue, natural healing agents from your own body, so your body can heal itself the way